It seems like just one year ago that Bitcoin was at $9,600. In fact, one year ago on this date, one Bitcoin was worth $9,618. Fast forward to today, and we're more than five times that as Bitcoin has skated across the $50,000 threshold and even tapped 52 k Uber may start accepting Bitcoin for rides. Dapper Labs is crushing it with NBA Top Shot and a new $2 billion valuation. And Elon Musk says Mars settlers will use crypto for transacting, perhaps a Mars coin. Over 10 years ago, you could buy two pizzas for 10,000 Bitcoin. Well, we've come full circle as two Bitcoin can now buy you 10,000 pizzas. So come sit down, have a slice with us as we ponder this week's current events on our bad news episode number 488. That was a Peter Brady moment, 88 (laughs) of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, Who's bad? Uh, yeah, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to buy ten thousand pizzas, please. Okay, how will you be paying for that today, sir? I'd like to pay with Bitcoin. Uh, we only take shit coins here. So I have some bad coin. <laughs> it's a fifty billion bad coin. We'll get you <laughs> two pizzas. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Welcome, friends, to the Bad Pizza Podcast, where we also talk about crypto from time to time. I'm Joel Com, and I'm hungry. <laughs> hungry right <laughs> i'm travis and this is my brother hungry and this is my other brother hungry and my other Together, brother hungry. extra hungry indeed it is and this is our news episode where we do a roundup we get all the little news together we corral them we round them up and we tell you the things that we have discovered over the week that are the big newses and wrapped like, around bad dad jokes right or, yeah with bacon it's basically, it's us doing comedy and then sprinkling in a little crypto news. A little bit of crypto news. <laughs> and some sponsors were grateful for Electronium. They have gained widespread adoption, providing a mobile-first payment solution to the world's unbanked, attracting more than 4 million users around the world in less than three years. Truly one of the most usable cryptos as it's enabled users to top up their phones in 140 countries, electricity in four countries, and they've launched a freelance marketplace called anytask.com, which is providing thousands of freelancers the opportunity to sell their services to buyers around the world without the need of a bank account. Thousands of high-quality tasks starting at $1. Check it out, anytask.com, and get any task done that you can find at anytask.com. Not the ones that aren't there, though. Yeah, you can't get any task done that's not a task that's on any task, but most tasks. But not you, any yard tasks. You can't do that. You can't get any home tasks. You can that's become different. a that's tasker task and get paid in Electronium. That is true. Mm-hmm. You do some digital things and you're good at some things and like other people want to pay for your services, you could earn some cryptos to do it. Indeed you can. Okay, let's get to the news. And checking in at papajohns.com today, time stamped for the 18th of February 2021 at 1.48 p.m., a pepperoni pizza is $15.99. One pizza, including delivery? Uh, Well, I'm sure that there's delivery fees on top of that. That is just an eight slice, 320 calorie per slice, large 
original pizza. Okay. Pepperoni. All right. So nice. So we would say that two Bitcoins then is going to be around $104,000 divided by $15. That's only like 6,933 pizzas. Oh, so maybe, maybe cheap pizzas, maybe crappy yeah, maybe pizzas. Maybe shitty pizza. Like, but you get a whole bunch. You could probably get like 20,000 pizzas at like Little Caesars. Or, pizza, or, pizza. or frozen, like a Totino's, a little, you know, cardboard <laughs> crusty type stuff. You, it's all um, relative when you're using the Bitcoin to pizza uh, pairing. It is. But your pricing on Bitcoin is accurate. As we look at CoinGecko.com, near the same time stamp that I just gave you, the total crypto market cap, one6 Two four billion or trillion dollars, rather billion. That's so like what two thousand and eleven or twelve. One point six two four trillion dollars. Bitcoin at fifty two thousand and twenty one dollars. Ethereum one thousand nine hundred and thirty six, making its way to two thousand. I don't think it'll be long now. Tether point nine 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 nine. Polkadot in the number four position. 3093 Cardano 91.7 cents Binance coin $196 that thing is just on an upward trajectory mm. XRP 54 cents Litecoin 227 Chainlink 3274 and number 10 this week is Bitcoin Cash $703.84 centavos Right on there's a few things I want to talk about right here because I just noted something really peculiar so I remember in the 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 big bull run uh, that that culminated in you know January two thousand eighteen. There at at the height at the height there was maybe thirty one co coins that were worth a billion dollars in market cap or more something like that. I mean all of them sort of exaggerated and then they all just sort of and then it got to the point where you know even in the top ten there all of them weren't worth a billion dollars. Well now if I scroll down on this right here and looking at the top 100 i gotta go all the way down to number 68 sushi x sushi is worth a little over a billion dollars and right underneath it is ontology ont and that right there is almost a billion dollars so we're sitting with 69 of the top 100 at having a market cap of more than a billion dollars man that's crazy to me. Pretty incredible. Bitcoin dominance has pulled back a little bit since all coins have also come to life. It's 59.6%. Uh, and a lot of a uh, lot of winners this week, Sir Lord Travis. There are a lot of winners. I'm just going to go through some of them. 119% Bancor really had a great week. Here's a new coin I've not heard of. So, folks, you might want to do some research on this one. It's called Venus. Venus was its name. Yes. That's a Bananarama song or something, wasn't it? Well, it was a remake, but who did the original? I don't know. You're much older than me. There, there's the trivia question. Oh, like <laughs> it, it came out at the same time as the Beatles. Like if you did know. It? Okay. Yeah. If you know. So you don't know who did it. I have no clue who did the it. The original was done by Shocking Blue. And I think I, they've never even heard of that band. It was a one-hit wonder. I will add it to the Bad Crypto Spotify. Oh, nice. Very good. Yeah. yeah, so speaking of Venus, XVS, uh, do some research on it. Tell us what it, what it is. I've never heard of it. Uh, it was up 111%. $300 million, 24-hour volume. It's got a market cap already of $674 billion. That's crazy. Yeah, Dash baby, it's got it. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, uh, Dash. Remember Dash? Yeah, Dash used to be a top 10 crypto. Now it's number 32. It was up 109% this week. Now here's one. 
cake pancake swap if you're not paying attention to what binance is doing with the binance smart chain you're missing out pancake swap works with that there's a bunch of stuff that's happening on that that thing is up 94 percent isn't isn't pancake swap a binance product I think it's a Binance product, yeah, yeah, and they're doing some stuff on the Binance Smart Chain. You know what? This is where I think a lot of people really drop the ball, including <clears throat> myself, is that I know Binance is good. It's an exchange token. It was $16, it's $10, $6, and okay, why didn't I load up the truck and just buy metric shit tons of it? Because I'm dumb. Look at, well, look at all the innovations they're doing. They have more transactions now than Ethereum has. Like Binance, I think Binance could catch up to Ethereum someday and potentially pass them just because of all the action that's happening on the platform. Speaking of action, Ravencoin up 90% this week. Horizon, another token I've not heard of, Z-E-N, up 88%. Uh, 177 million dollars in volume. Like when stuff starts getting to that high a volume, I gotta go. Huh? Like that's uh-huh. crazy to me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Voyager token that was up 83 percent. VGX 20 million in uh, total volume, almost yeah. a billion dollars. That um, Voyager token, I remember a couple years or so ago when they were coming on the scene. I don't remember which conference it was at, but they were, if you signed up and downloaded their new mobile wallet, they put $25 in Bitcoin in that wallet. So I did that and I checked yesterday and that it's worth $135 now. Very nice. Yeah. Always good to take free Bitcoin. Yeah. You never, never know. The graph GRT has been a token that's been on Coinbase for a while, and you could actually do some stuff and earn $3 worth of free GRT. I did that. That's worth over 20 something dollars now, as graph is over $2.28, up 82% for the week. AMP up 80% for the week. IOST up 77%. And Kusama is another one you guys might want to pay attention to. That is now number 45 overall, up 75%. And the crypto coin, which we've talked about several times, uh, because we ha- we like the crypto.com wallet. CRO is up 61% this week. A lot of winners, lots and lots of winners this week. Do some research, folks, and find some additional ones. And Joel and I have actually been talking about maybe doing some more talking tokens episodes live in our Discord maybe someday. We we've be- been talking about talking tokens. We've actually, I think we've talking. been talking about talking about doing talking tokens. Yeah. And now we're talking about talking about talking about talking tokens. And so we might actually do it because we talk a lot. We'd like to have an extra couple of, because there's so many great projects popping up now that are just not vaporware like before. So, well, the big news for the week is Bitcoin hitting $50,000. Of course, it is a historic milestone. Lots of uh, institutional adoption taking place. MicroStrategy adding to their Bitcoin allocations, and they're planning to raise another $600 million to buy more Bitcoin. And this proves to be very difficult for the bears that would seek to keep uh, Bitcoin under its support levels, which now appear to be about $48,000. You know, I was watching it. I was like, is it going to bust through? Because, you know, when it hit, when it almost hit 40, it was like, uh, uh, uh. Nope, went down, and then finally it busted through, and then it came right back down. So I was waiting to see if this one was going to bust through. It was going to do that same thing where it was like, oh, you know, because that's a big number, like 50,000. Like to me, like 
is there a, how big of the wall of the sale orders are right there at 50 that's just trying to but and you know what the 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 bulls just said get out of my way with your selling shit but boosh, here we are 52,000 you know i think for the benefit of our listeners it's probably best if you never make that sound again <laughs> uh, uh, uh. i mean that's just that that i mean one of two oh, things is happening there it, oh you're you, gonna get it's almost fifty thousand. oh yeah baby either oh, that or you're right, we're almost there or, you know we're almost there <laughs> well it looks like the next um price to be eyed by the bulls is the sixty three thousand dollar level and you know right now this run has gone on for this is the longest bitcoin run ever right upward trend and now they're saying that some of the altcoins might suffer because of the Bitcoin pairings, right? If, if Bitcoin dominance picks up and the altcoins don't keep pace with that, then the value in those pairings drops for some of those altcoins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was having a conversation last night with the dude and uh, talking about Bitcoin. And he, he's like, he thinks eventually Bitcoin's probably going to, you know, be passed away for, for newer technology. But I'm like, you know, maybe so, but look, every one of these cryptos is paired to Bitcoin. Like you're doing a Bitcoin pairing to that, right? At this point. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe there'll be something that pops out. That's, you know, a little bit more, a little faster, a little more secure. Cause as, as quantum computers and stuff happen, like is, you know, we're thinking like, is this really going to be a technology 10 years from now? Well, I don't know. I'm holding some for the long run because it could become the whole, brand new reserve currency in the world. And, and, and so 63% is the new support. Is that because of like Fibonacci or something or what? Yeah. Antonio Fibonacci. I say, this is where the new support is. Yeah, Jimmy Fibonacci over there. He's like, hey, you know what I'm saying? You got to buy this new Bitcoin over the 63,000. Come on, eh? bust your leg. I'm busting my balls over here. You know, when we, at the beginning of the year, we talked about predictions of where Bitcoin would be, you know, what highs we would hit this year. And I think we said both of us were somewhere in the ballpark of 75K or so. Um, who knows? That could get blown away. There's, there's no reason for Bitcoin support to not maintain at this point because all of the signs are pointing towards the future being crypto. Uh, as we referenced earlier, the price of two pizzas in the now legendary purchase made by Laszlo Hiniak, 10,000 Bitcoin over 10 years ago. And there's a article, actually a post here on the Bitcoin subreddit where this person did the math of it. He assumed one Bitcoin price of around 48,000 when he wrote this four days ago. Two Bitcoin is $96,000, assumes a pizza is $9.60. So uh, that's how he got 10,000 pizzas. That's some cheap pizza right there. That's like CeCe's pizza, right? That <laughs> where we used to take our kids for all you can eat. Yeah. No, I, I'm looking at this and it's it just, it is, it's so funny. It's like 10,000 Bitcoin used to buy you two pizzas. Now you can buy 10,000 pizzas with two Bitcoin. Like that is a huge paradigm shift, folks. Think of the buying power that Bitcoin has grown over these last 12, 13 years. And I'm just going to throw a plug in here right now because on Sunday that we are launching the Bitcoin collection on the BitcoinElite.com on the Atomic Hub. And you can pay us in pizza. 
Yeah, you can pay us. You can actually pay us in in pizza. No, you cannot. Could you imagine somebody dropping off ten thousand pizzas at your house? Dude, oh my gosh. Okay, somebody out there, if you are working with a company, here's a great opportunity to get your company in the spotlight. Um, go purchase, work with a pizza company, do a co-marketing thing, and offer them two Bitcoin for ten thousand pizzas for like your whole company, right? If you're a massive corporation. This is a great publicity event for both the pizza company and um, and for Bitcoin and your yeah. company gets fed. Maybe maybe you could do it in like one of the cities where there's so much homelessness and they all need food. And, you know, maybe some Silicon Valley company that's got more money than God, they could uh, do one of these things and it's cost them a hundred grand and buy them all kinds of goodwill and feed a whole lot of people. And then they turn those pizzas into, you know, sidewalk poop later. Papa John's, are you listening? Papa, Papa, are you listening? Papa got fired. He got canceled because he because of wokeness. He he was uh, he was not woke enough. Yeah. No, they well, thought he was too woke, and they had to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. They prefer the fake woke variety. Speaking of woke in Silicon Valley, Uber may start accepting Bitcoin for rides, says their CEO. So if you want to do ride sharing and you want to pay with Bitcoin, then Dara Kazrashahi. Pardon me if I'm not pronouncing the name right, but it's 84 letters long, um, said that they might allow users to pay for journeys using Bitcoin and other cryptos. This is what he told CNBC. I like that. Other cryptos, because I'm sitting here because here's what I would do, because here's how my mind works is I would be like, okay, here's my, you know, $27 ride. And then I would look at it in a year from now and I'd be like, good Lord, that ride cost me $348 worth of Bitcoin buying power. Oh my God! That ride. remember that one ride we took that was like a twenty. I put in Bitcoin and and now it's freaking worth dirty dirt. Uh, it's upsetting. Derpy derp. Derpy dirt. And then moving into the articles there on the Coin the Telegraph. Oh, Morgan Stanley to consider Bitcoin for a hundred and fifty billion dollar investment mm. wing. Morgan Stanley. That's, I mean, that, that those are the big boys right there. JP Morgan and whoever Stanley was, I don't know who Stanley was, but they somehow one of them purchased the other and merged and created Morgan Stanley. And wow, think about this. They said this, that the report says that Counterpoint Global, which is a subsidiary of Morgan Stanley Investment Management with $150 billion in assets under management, is exploring whether the cryptocurrency would be a suitable option for its investors. And, uh, you know, Morgan Stanley also has a 10% stake in MicroStrategy, and their stock has been tearing it up. Uh, and, and also, the, you know, uh, Michael Saylor has become kind of a, a Bitcoin crypto icon since, uh, you know, doing that strategic investment in Bitcoin last year. They keep stacking. They keep stacking. Morgan Stanley's thinking about stacking. The price of crypto is rocketing. And be careful, folks. With, with this, we, we had an interview with the Blue Wizard a few weeks back, and he said this, there will most likely become a time when crypto is going to look like it tanks, but what's going to happen is it's a tank that is driven by these institutions. They want you to sell all your Bitcoin so they can buy it at cheap, and then it will go from you know, maybe 50 down to who knows how low, and then boom, it's going to hit $400,000. So that's what, that's what that guy said. But that's the point is don't get caught with your pants down trying to do a little shuffle and saying, oh, hey, you know that shuffle that you do and you're like, oh, you, 
you're out of toilet paper roll and your pants are down. You got to make that shuffle to the closet to get another roll. You don't want to be caught like that and selling your Bitcoin and then have no Bitcoin and then Bitcoin rockets because you were trying to arbitrage. You know what they call that? They call that the Charmin shuffle. The Charmin shuffle. (laughs) Charmin shuffle. This story from techexplore.com talks about Jack Dorsey the CEO of Twitter teaming up with Jay-Z to give 500 Bitcoin to fund an independent endowment fund called B-Trust. That's about $24 million. It's going to focus on Bitcoin development teams, funding them in Africa and India. I think it's funny. They've got a picture of Jack Dorsey on this article that just came out a few days ago from September, 2018, because if you post a picture of him now, he looks like a homeless person. He looks like a drug or something like he's huge beard and just like his eyes. There's like, there's no color. It's like something is wrong with Jack Dorsey. I'm not saying physically, but maybe personally, he just doesn't look well Mm. You can kind of tell. Well, you know, when you sell your soul, it does have an impact on your physical being. Money can change people. Money does corrupt people. When you got that power, man, you know, it's like, it's like, all right, I got this communication channel that people, you know what? He, he He's basically said, I am more powerful than the president of the United States. I can say who can have speech in America, not America. Like. You know what? I, I like I like that he likes Bitcoin. Great. Thanks for that, Jack Dorsey. But other than that, you can FO, dude. I think you're a piece of shit. There you go. But this is kind of a nice thing here about the B Trust and and helping out Africa and India and create money. That's a good that's a good thing. He's doing some good things. But I think all these I, I actually made a thing. I said, all right, so we were talking about Steve Jobs the other day. Steve Jobs was a, a Silicon Valley dude who had balls and he was not afraid to stand up to the establishment. Now we have all these, you know, weak ass Silicon Valley tech CEOs that just, they just, I don't know, they just, they just piss me off and they just carry water for the global elite and they don't care about us. And so that's why decentralization is so important, folks. And it's starting to take over. Travis, you use more than 280 characters there to take a dump on Jack Dorsey. <laughs> well, he is, they are in San Francisco. That is true. The home of the street dumps. I'll tell you what's not (laughs) dumping is Dapper Labs. These guys are killing it. Of course, these are the creators of the Crypto Kitties, and uh, they got a lot of funding. And now their partnership with the NBA and the NBA Collectible Top Shot Series has hit $50 million in sales in the last 30 days. $50 People yeah. are, they're waiting. Like when, when we go in there to buy packs, people are waiting in line hours to spend $10 on one pack of common cards mm-hmm. and there's 50 to 60,000 people in the line waiting. Yeah. To hope you get something good in that pack. Cause you can't even resell the packs yet. I think Joel's got a great idea. He goes in there and buys the packs and holds the packs. Doesn't even open them. Probably a good long-term strategy because there could be a really great card in there. And people like to to do that. There's been some cards that have sold for over a hundred thousand dollars on NBA Top Shot. Um, several of them uh, way over fifty thousand dollars for these low mints. And I, I'm a big fan of sports. I you know I like the sports ball. Um, I like college basketball more than NBA because I don't have a team. 
but I got a lot of players from the University of Kansas that are all over the league, so I like to collect some of them. But I, you and I both jumped on this like in September, and I think our mistake was was to not buy as many packs of those as we could have back in those days and holding them. We just kind of went, oh, this is cool. I did buy, I think, about 40 different packs, but I never got the like the legendary ones or the big money ones because uh, I just kind of lost interest in it. But um, those, the prices on these cards have taken off. I actually had, at one point, uh, over 170 cards. I sold them all down to about 80 cards, and then I made some sweet cash. And then I actually took that cash, because you couldn't export it, and then bought a bunch of really great cards that I thought uh, are going to have some – some you know people who know who they are like you know who lebron james is i have like seven lebron james cards now you know who steph curry is i have several steph curry's like kate you know and, and kevin durant people who are going to be around you're going to know 10 years from now who are the names of these people you're going to remember and then i also did a little research and i said okay who are the top rookies of last year and this year who are the top 20 basketball players in the league right now best stats who was the mvp last year who's in the running for mvp this year and i would just look and then i would find some cards and i now i have about 2000 now right now about 200 cards so um it's fun i like it i open up my packs i do have a couple packs that, that are not opened but selling 50 million dollars in 30 days is the reason for this next article joel yeah, you know, across all of their sales, they've generated about $100 million. Imagine that. Like they've done $50 million with CryptoKitties and Topshot up to the last 30 days, and then they, they doubled it in 30 days. And as a result, they are looking to raise about $250 million, which it looks like they're going to get, which gives the company, uh, Dapper, a valuation of $2 billion. And I think this bodes really well for the Flow blockchain, which unfortunately those of us in the United States of America cannot buy Flow. No Flow, yo. Tears are flowing. Oh my God. I, we knew this was coming, guys. We knew it. Joel and I even reached out to CoinList that was holding their ICO. We were talking to people in Dapper. We knew this was going to be awesome. And the ICO was 10 cents. But we're Americans, and so we don't get to spend our money like we like, and we, we choose. And so I was unable to spend – I was going to put at least – I knew it. I was like, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put 10, 20 grand in this. I, I think this is going to be huge. Well, you and, would be very wealthy because it's at $19 today. You guys should see his face right now. This is classic. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, big things apparently ahead for Dapper Labs. I know that they have some other properties that are planned. They've announced that they have the rights to Dr. Seuss characters, that they're going to be creating some sort of collectibles. And what I like about that is, you know, CryptoKitties, it was at the beginning of NFTs. So there weren't, I don't think there was a lot of kids that were involved in it. But now you have adults who are involved and they're going to want to bring their kids into NFTs. They're fun. They're collectible. They're creative. You're able to do fun stuff. And uh, we had a great conversation just internally about some things that we're going to be working on in the future that, uh, you know what, because these kids are going to want to have fun. They're going to want NFTs and be able to collect them and do stuff. And um, here we are, all these adults hoarding all the good stuff. So maybe we can find some fun ways for that. Indeed. So NFTs are big and the annual ETH Denver 2021 virtual conference took place this year and there was a lot of talk 
about NFTs. They had seven main stage presentations devoted to utility adoption and novel use cases of what was, you know, before a very niche thing. But, you know, we call this in 2020, Travis, before, you know, we hit 2020, 21, we said, this is 2021 is the year of the NFT. This is the year we move from pioneer to early adopter. And in that early adopter phase, you start to see that initial rush, right? It's the two to 5% buildup of people that start getting really excited. It starts driving more and more projects and momentum. And after that happens is when we go into the mainstream. And we're still a couple, two, three, maybe four years out from mainstream penetration. But the next few few years of this uh, early adoption is going to be very exciting. You know, I was thinking about this. So we were at East Denver last year, and I think I think we were the only ones that were doing NFT stuff. Like if you came up to us and, and, and connected with us, we would give you a thing. We worked with the uh, uh, Patricio. Patricio. And, we, and, and so, and I think maybe there was 80 maybe given out that day, uh, something like that on that particular one. Uh, look at how, look at this, man. We, I think that's one of the reasons why folks you like to tune into the shows because we tend to see things a little sooner than most and we can put, connect the dots and go, wait, whoa, this crypto kitties thing might not be all that cool. It's funny. We made jokes about it, but oh my God, there's some things that are going to be happening as a result of this that are going to be really big. And we're over here helping create and mold that future and letting you guys know about it step-by-step as we go, because it's very interesting and it's going to become very profitable. And so we're keep talking about NFTs and NFTs. And we have a couple of comments at the end of the show from people who've been listening to our show who finally said, okay, I finally got into this NFT thing and wow, right? We'll get into that later. You know, in this article on Cointelegraph, if you scroll down, and by the way, you guys can see all the articles we reference in our show notes at badco.in forward slash 488. There's a tweet from Nick Tomano, and it is a chart showing open seas monthly volume from the beginning in July 2018 up through January 2021. Um, so if you look a year ago, January 2020, it's about a million and a half volume is what I'm seeing here. And then you enter 2021 from December, it's about 8 million to January where it's about 22 or 23 million. That is a huge spike in interest. Mm. I'm looking at this tweet that you referenced from uh, Nick Tomato, and um, Tomano, not Tomato, or, or tomato, is it Tomano? Is it Tomano? Yeah, it's good. Uh, so this is Open Seas volume. It's talking right. about only. USD volume only. But only. then underneath it, there's another there's another chart that shows Rarible versus Open Sea. In September, Rare uh, Open Sea was maybe one third of what Rarible was doing, and every month since then. Rarible's volume has actually gone down and open seas has actually skyrocketed. Amazing. And of course, you know, uh, you look at some of these other platforms that are adopting NFTs in the art world, like Nifty Gateway. Those guys started by doing like one drop every other week. Now they're doing drops from different artists. It looks like five or sometimes six days a week with multiple artists on some days, they're pulling in six figures easy, easy every day. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. 
more about NFTs in just a little bit. Sir Lord Travis, we have a new sponsor for the show. Would you like to tell our friends in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia about the Yield app? The Yield app, badco.in forward slash yield. All right, so check us out. Th- you're thinking about finding the perfect stock. You you found it, you like it, now you want to buy it, and it's going up. But when it comes time to sell, your broker turns off that option. Hmm, Robin Hood. Uh, and you watch as the price plummets, and all you can do is just wait until they decide what you can do uh, to, to maybe get out of it, right? So that whole that whole GameStop thing shed light on on the powers that these hedge funds and these uh, capital firms hold over regular regular retail investors, and many of our you know people you guys listening right now, you are those regular everyday retail investors. The middleman, they control the game. And not only that, it's a rigged game because essentially what Robinhood was, was here, let's create all these orders. And then they would filter them through to this other company who would then see where those are. And then they would go and buy them on the low, low and then sell them to the retail investors. And it's crazy when you watch out exactly what's been happening. It's called like front running or something. It's very bad for what they're doing. And so yield.app is a great up-and-coming DeFi application. It gives you a 20% API with 10% paid out in stable coins for holding funds in your account, uh, covering you against the volatility that scares even the most experienced crypto trader. Pretty cool. Yield.app. But you don't want to go through that. You want to go through badco.in forward slash yield because that gives you and us some love, I think. I'm not sure about what, what it does, but it's great. Love for everyone. Let's take a look at what's happening around the world as we go to Hong Kong. There are concerns from the crypto industry that an introduction of a bill to ban retail traders from crypto activities in Hong Kong could backfire, right? And there's so much, I can't even imagine what it's like in Hong Kong right now, right? Mm. With with China kind of moving in and, and taking over. And of course, they want to control all the cryptos and uh, tell people what they can and can't do. Um, there's still a, a lot of people that, there that are used to living free and do you know doing what they want to do. So what do you do if you're in Hong Kong? Yeah, yeah. It's just another example of government overreach and coming in. It, it, was, it was basically like a hostile takeover, man. They just took over that city and said, nope. They weren't supposed to be, I think, fully... Uh, integrated into the CCP into like 2040 or 2050 or something like that. And they just said, nope. Like in, in 1999, the UK gave uh, Hong Kong back to China and it was supposed to be like a 50 year easing back into it. And uh, they said, you know, you had one nation, two um, you know, economic systems, but then CCP is just all about control, control and power. I think that's what it stands for. Chinese control and power. And um yeah, I feel for the people out there in Hong Kong. And if they start telling them what they can and cannot get out of crypto and what they can and cannot do, well, then there'll be more private coins and, and VPNs and uh, Onion and, and uh, you know, the Tor networks. People get around. People are going to always find a way around. I mean, we, got, we have an NFT creator that's working with us who's in Iran. And he's creating this amazing piece of art for our drop on Sunday. And it's illegal for him to do, but he's doing it. And I think it's so rogue and beautiful in such an artistic, cool way. And uh, I'm excited about that. But I do feel for Hong Kong, brother. Round, round, get around. We get around. Like the Beach Boys. Get Find ways to get around. It's true. There you go. Adding it to the Bad Crypto uh, playlist on Spotify. I thought you might have been doing like that. 
Everybody's doing a get around. Is that a song? I don't know. It is now. It is. If it's not, you, you just wrote it's it. A, I think it's like a, uh, it's like an old raw and B song. A lot of times we talk about the large nations and what they're doing with crypto, but it's always encouraging to see smaller nations also making moves. And if you've ever been to the Bahamas, what a beautiful, beautiful place to uh, to visit. And they are moving to make a its national digital currency more accessible by launching a prepaid card with MasterCard for the sand dollar. This is a card that will support the sand dollar central bank digital currency. Uh, that just, I want to be able, if I'm going to go to the Bahamas and sit on the beach, I want to be able to make my mobile payments quick, easy, and in crypto. Mm, what a perfect name for a, uh, a crypto in the Caribbean, right? And uh, I guess Island Pay is the issuer of the sand dollar MasterCard, and uh, they have it integrated into a mobile wallet. You can uh, view your balance and transaction information, enable or disable the card, check the PIN. And uh, it looks like it's going to be a full launch in March. And the card's going to be linkable with mobile payment services like Google Pay and Samsung Pay. And I just Googled it, and it's Ray Charles. Everybody's doing the mess around. Not get around. So the mess around. Okay. Mess some around. get around, some mess around. You got to add that to the list. Too. I will add that to the list. You know what I like about this article in Cointelegraph is the last sentence. The sand dollar launched in pilot mode in late 2019 and became available across its entire archipelago in October 2020. I mean, you don't get to use the words archipelago very often. And for those of you who don't know, that is a word for a large group of islands, such as the ones that they have in the Bahamas. I guess the Philippines would be a super large ass archipelago. Yeah, the, it, and it, Indonesia, archipelago. It would it's be like a, a mega. Islands in whole area. It's a mega archipelago. It's a mega archipelago. Everybody at home, go ahead. You know you want to say it. Just go ahead and say it. Say it with us. Archipelago. Don't step on a Lego. <laughs> Don't step on a Lego. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst thing. Uh, Bitcoin boy is in the news. Ben Armstrong, his um, YouTube channel is grown significantly. And in this article on Daily Coin, he's talking about an Ethereum project that is called Y Axis. I've not heard of it, but mm -hmm. he thinks that this thing could go up 500%. Wow. You know what? He has been, he's doing pretty good. I watched one of his videos last night because I was reached out to him about something. And, um, He's called a couple of these and he's got some good researchers that are doing stuff and watching some of these hedge funds that are investing into some of these cryptos. And then he can see that some of the times they're trying to buy and accumulate at these really low prices. And then he called them out and he called the projects out and then the prices went off. So then all those hedge fund people did not get all the gains. The sweet retail investors did the gains. Another one, the video that he just did last night was talking about a project that's working with like, Binance and Kava and Wubi and Coinbase. It's called Frontier.xyz. He did a big video on that. He thinks that one's going to be huge because it connects all these DeFi platforms. So, like, he's he's doing a pretty good job of calling and picking out good stuff. So, shout out to BitBoy. Shout out to BitBoy. Good job, BitBoy. He's Bit not Boy. a bitch boy. <laughs> Back over to Daily Coin. This article here for those in the Madison Avenue ranks. It talks about how blockchain is affecting the future of advertising. You know, I remember we uh, we interviewed several ICOs 
three plus years ago that were wanting, they were pioneering the space for advertising that would eliminate the middlemen, right? Because that's mm-hmm. one of the, the beautiful things about decentralization and blockchain is you can get rid of the middlemen. And I think at the time, none of them really succeeded. I think they were too early to the game. Yeah. And the middle women too. We don't want to exclude them. Um, In the middle zers. Yeah. The, <laughs> and uh, we actually had some, had a show for a while called blockchain CMO. And we were talking about some of these projects, but then NFTs just really took over our focus. And we said, okay, I'm going to focus on this. Cause I think this is huge, but advertising, digital advertising is a 400 plus billion dollar industry. And there's a lot of stuff in it. And blockchain can definitely, definitely help out the space. There are a lot of projects out there trying to figure it out. And um, yeah, do some research, find some stuff. You can give that a read. Again, show notes with all links to articles, badco.in forward slash 488. And you might want to read this one that's actually in popularmechanics.com. The headline, Elon Musk says, Mars settlers will use cryptocurrency like Mars coin and the author asks in the subheader, but do people on the red planet even need money? <laughs> well, they're gonna if there's people there and they're gonna want to exchange stuff, they're gonna need to have some kind of money. And what was interesting is that he said this on Twitter is that they're gonna use a crypto like a Doge coin, um, but Mars coin. And he was actually talking about Doge the other day. He said, Hey Doge, I think Doge could be really big if the largest holders of Doge would actually disperse some of their doge and then he would like it he said he bought some doge for his his toddler little x so he could be a hodler toddler (laughs) i see what you did there that's what he said that's That's what he he said yeah mars coin all right Uh, is this an ico can i buy some of this shit coin uh you know i don't know if it's going to be a whole planet's currency that's you'd think it would be mineable right (laughs) but undone Sort of, kind of. Speaking of mineable, uh, there's an article that I had the pleasure to write and submit to dailycoin.com. I am now a contributing author to Daily Coin, and this one focuses on dust. You know, we had had, uh, Kurt Braggett of Dust on the show, and we are part of the advisory team founding team of dust actually and really are excited about what we think is going to happen with this and this article here talks about how nfts and dust mining on telegram can collide that by owning certain nfts you actually have a multiplier in certain channels so that you earn more dust by holding those nfts in your wallet Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, it, it, it's a really cool thing. So imagine this. Imagine like uh, Joel likes the cookie clicker game. Uh, I played that on my on my phone as well. Where you get how many cookies are you up to now? Um, I am now mining as we speak. It's running, and I am currently mining two hundred and two point eight seven five quadrillion cookies per second. That's great. Grandma would be proud. Grandma is cool? proud. Grandma, nanny loves these cookies. Um, no, what's interesting about that is that it's it's that's what happens on that is in that cookie clicker. It's like, all right, now you get this factory, or you get this. Now you can make more cookies per minute or more per second. And that's what these things are. These little NFTs is like instead of earning one dust every time you leave a message, maybe now you earn 1.04 dust or 1.12 dust or 3.7 dust. Like and you get this and then you add this NFT and this NFT and now you can get mine more. Dust. It's basically chat messaging 
chat mining, which is cool. You're mining while you chat and you're, you're, you're taking that energy that you're putting into this chat message, converting it into a digital asset, which I think is really clever. Well, you know, here's the difference. Cookie clicker is just an idle game that leads to nothing, right? It is truly meaningless. It's just there to play. But if you're mining dust, you're mining a crypto that some people are transacting in. They're buying NFTs. And occasionally we'll offer a uh, blockchain heroes, very, a unique NFT that you could buy only in dust. And there's others that are doing that as well. So you want to be mining dust. There's actually a magic dust channel on telegram that you can join for free it's t.me forward slash magic dust crypto and that'll take you there and that's you basically you sync your wax wallet with the telegram and then every channel that there's a dust mine in you're automatically synced to it and you're earning and then mm -hmm. you could discover the nfts that are out there that act as multipliers it's really cool we we're so nerding out on this stuff a lot of stuff going on. Speaking of nerding out, uh, one of our projects made it onto Mickey.com, uh, Down Under. They're talking about it. And so I probably should read it like this. Digital collectors get sophisticated as digital art gets serious. And uh, they're talking about our Bitcoin collection, the BitcoinElite.com. You know what's interesting is actually while we were recording this, um, we have a drop every day leading up to this. We have a free claim drop. And there was only 630 of these available today. And I think they were gone in, what, about five seconds? Oh, not even. I mean, it was like, boom, boom. They're, they're boom, boom. They were totally yeah. gone. Yeah. And uh, so we got another one that's going on tomorrow and another one on Saturday. And then the launch happens on Sunday. And what's cool about this one is there is the first part of the sale is an animated 3D card that commemorates the launch of the Genesis block. And it's a... It's a marble platform that has a card that's spinning on it. It's gold and beautiful, and it's spinning around. It's engraved. And there's going to be a 21-minute sale for those pieces. And so what happens is during that is like when you buy it, you get yourself this token claim card. Whenever it's all done, then everybody who bought gets a random mint of those however many was sold, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then – there's the the Veza exclusive edition where there are 21 of those. Uh, so I, I expect that they're all going to be gone in one or two seconds. I really do. If you want to learn more about it, go to thebitcoinelite.com. We've also got a telegram for this. Very excited about this project. That was actually Travis's idea. And uh, we, we followed through on this and the art is going to be amazing. We really want to take the Wax blockchain to that next level. A lot of the original artwork that we see is coming out on Ethereum. And that's great if you don't mind paying higher premiums on the art and ridiculous gas fees, but we don't have that problem on wax. And so, uh, you know, we can offer some first rate art for less and there's no gas fees. And it's instant. You don't got to wait for it on the chain. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So if collecting art is your thing and you want to see what we're up to go to the bitcoinelite.com that is true it is true because i don't lie that is true the that other thing that's happening on wax which is pretty wonk wacky wonk, is wonk. uh street fighter street yeah. fighter dot cards has launched today and if you listen to this right now and it is still thursday the 18th because this is the day that it comes out or up until uh, noon Eastern tomorrow on the 19th, you can buy some of these packs 
that are for sale right now. And they've sold almost 30,000 of these packs so far, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I'm looking right now as of this recording, 16,657 ultimate packs, which have 60 shards or, or pieces of cards so that you will up use upgrade in 13,370 standard packs that have 10 cards in them. So, you know, if we do the math on the 16,657 times 60, but they've, they've got over a million of these shard, the, these uh, components, they're not shards, they're components that you will then combine to create the actual uh, character cards. It's a really interesting and innovative mechanism, and it's completely deflationary. The, once the sale is over and all the packs are made, then when people open them and they combine these cards to make the various street fighters, those pieces are moved, removed from supply. So there will never be more cards then um, are initially released only less because burning them and turning them into these characters is the whole point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's going to be an interesting process. So you take these burn cards, these duplicates, you pile them together. And then now, so we had, we did a special nifty show a couple of days ago. So yeah. You can go to YouTube 34. It's a nifty show. 34, right? 34 Yep, with Lee Lee Jenkins from, uh, from the wax product team. And we talk all about it there again. If you're listening before Friday noonish, they might extend it because their first hour had uh, a bit of a stumble. Um, then you'll be able to buy packs and then there's a designated time to open them as well. So you can't open them yet, but this is kind of, this is historic because street fighter, you know, Capcom's, product this is a major intellectual property and we're going to see a lot more of these major massive intellectual properties and what happens when that happens is they bring their audience with them and this is how we early adopt and then mainstream nfts uh, and so we're watching it happen in real time look how far we've come travis since tops released their first garbage pail kit you know, kid set last May, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They launched it uh mid mid to late May. And here we are. We're not even we're nine months in and the whole space has just gone insano mode. And you know what? It's one of those things where we're watching it happen. We're we're actively helping the the, the whole space grow. Where we were the very first nifty show show to talk about NFTs and collectibles. Um, you know, we've been building stuff to help grow the space and why we like to educate. We like to have fun. We're both futurists, both Joel and I like to see, we tend to see things before others do. And so we said, man, these, these NFTs, these non-fungible tokens are going to be a huge let's play. And we decided to, and we were having lots of fun. We're still playing, keep coming up with new stuff. Like, as we said, uh, you know, we, we sold out earlier this week. We did our Stonk Wars launch, which we haven't even mentioned in the show. We did our Stonk Wars launch, and uh, we sold out 6,500 packs in 35 seconds. That's how, that's how quick this stuff is going. People are excited about this, and, and those things are so rare. They would buy them for $5, and I think the cheapest one on the secondary market is like maybe 17 bucks or something if you want to buy a pack from somebody who bought some. So this space is crazy. If you haven't figured it out yet, you think NFTs are stupid, that's cool. Um, but do some more research on them and you're going to see that it's about to eat the world. You're stupid. 
You're no, stupider. You're, you're not stupid. Uh, also, in that very same space, news from our friends at Animoca Brands, uh, they're eating the world as well. Their, their products are really taking off. And they acquired a popular sports and health-based blockchain project called Limpo, L-Y-M-P-O. And this is a, a project that um, is basically it rewards people for their physical activity and their wellness, which I think that is real world gamification of something valuable, right? So if you do your workouts and you eat right, um, you know, this app tracks all your regimen and you get rewards. And this is all, of course, all tied to gaming. So, you know, uh, Yacht over there at Animoca, bringing these worlds together, uh, where we're not just talking about collectibles for the sake of entertainment but really for a healthier life i love that that is a really really cool things limpo acquired by animoca great stuff man i love that i think that that you know healthy living and tying that into crypto and moving around and doing different things and i think that's a that's kind of a really cool thing and i think limpo launched back in 2016 so cool on them for keeping moving forward and keeping kicking ass. I like that. They and we're, give up. we're grateful to be working with, uh, with Yatsu over at Animoca. Their F1 Delta time race has created a new paradigm for digital ownership and gaming through the blockchain. You can get official formula one racing, non-fungible collectible tokens that allow you to participate in a play to earn gaming system you get rewarded for skills with real value if you haven't checked it out yet this is the time to do it f1 delta time.com animoca is crushing it there you go yeah as you mentioned man animoca they are truly crushing it and uh, grateful to be working with them and grateful to have an amazing community of folks who are tuning in and listening to Bad Crypto. We really love to hear what you have to say. And uh, there was a message. Actually, I'm going to let you read the email from the fan, but I'm going to go ahead and read from, um, we had, uh, let me see, what's the dude's name? His name's Paul. It didn't type, it didn't copy it in here. His name's uh, Paul Bruno. Okay. <clears throat> this is a message that we got on Telegram, Joel, from Paul Bruno. He said, hey, hey, Joel and Travis, I just got to say, before like a week ago, I didn't have any NFTs. Now I have my biggest alt bag to buy to buy wax, which is only about 40k. If you guys didn't keep hammering it home, which is, which is 40,000 tokens, 40,000 tokens. Yeah. 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 Uh, if you didn't keep hammering it home, many of us would never have found out just to have the knowledge to be able to take part of the stonk war sale was so valuable. If you hodl most of these that have a value of 10 bucks already. If you, I truly believe that this set will be one of the most epic because it really signifies a moment in time in a fun way. Can't wait for the next set. Thank you, Paul. We appreciate you, Paul. Jesse writes from Iowa. They're in the heartland. I just want to say I've been a longtime listener of your podcast and always glossed over the content around wax, NFTs, digital art, etc. I love your show and politics, but just didn't focus on the collectible stuff. I finally gave in with some of this extra bull market money and bought up some cool digital art, but still held off on getting into wax until this weekend. God dang it. I'm now hooked and have redeposited on wax twice now today. I plan on buying some Street Fighter packs and claimed one of the NFTs I 
then saw the Stonk Wars link on Atomic Hub, and now down the blockchain hero's rabbit hole, picked up some packs in the marketplace and planned to buy more. Thanks, guys. My wife is going to love my new hobby. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. We're glad that you're enjoying it as well. Uh, by now, you guys have to realize that we are so far down this rabbit hole. And if you could see what we see and we're privy to the conversations we're having with some people that are going to change the world in terms of bringing value through these new technologies. We're along for the ride. We're glad you're along for it as well. And if you haven't come down this segment of the rabbit hole yet, it goes deep. It goes wide. Join us in our telegram, t.me forward slash BC Heroes and t.me forward slash the Bitcoin Elite uh, because we're having a blast. And we're not going away where it comes to covering the crypto and blockchain space, you know, in, in general. We're just also doing this NFT thing and we have our Nifty show live every Friday. 5 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific, nifty.show forward slash YouTube or nifty.show forward slash Theta. Mm. Do you see what I see? Not adding it to the song list. A star, a star. It's dancing like an NFT. With a tail as big as a car. Well, you can tell here, folks, we practice what we preach when we tell you to stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. You said bouginess, bruh. bruh. And I'm like, dude. You, nobody bruh. even looks attractive saying bruh. Say it, bruh. It's like, bruh. hey, bruh. Everybody just looks ugly saying bruh. <laughs>